Welcome back to another episode of Level Grinding. Lucky number 13. It is Drew, joined once again here by my best friend and yours, Robin. What's going on, my buddy? Not much. Just wildly exciting news in the world of gaming. And really excited to be joined by one of my other best friends. The very Kyle. first guest on our show. Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Hello. So we brought Kyle on. Kyle's got a unique perspective on the gaming world that we as fans don't often get to touch base with. So we brought him on to kind of discuss things on there. So tell us a little bit about yourself, first and foremost. What got you into gaming? How long have you been gaming? All those fun things. Oh, God. Let's see. I've been gaming since there was a Sega Genesis. That's how old I am. Mm. Yeah, so mm. I remember Yeah, Sega, the Super NES. Hell, I even had an Atari at some point. So I've been gaming since the beginning. Pretty much well-rounded, kind of love all games. We'll give them at least one try. And then, what was it, a couple years ago, I started school as game developer. Graduated, worked at a couple studios, kind of partially working with one now, but have formed my own studio to start releasing games called Grim Studios. Hell yeah. So I guess, like, one of my first questions really is, like, what's, what how does becoming a developer and going through that education process change your perspective on gaming in general the way i always look at it is our friend jake he was always never saw the business side of it so like whenever did they did something like loot boxes or something like that he never liked that aspect of it but being as a developer i see more of what they go into making a game than you normally would play through because my perspective is always like, if I'm playing through a game, I'm like, oh, I wonder how they did that. Well, this is how they did that. And I kind of like figure it out from my own ideas. So I can see where they make more mistakes on something than probably most people do. But I also can see where they do it really, really good. Yeah, I love Jake. He's very happy being unhappy, though. <laughs> so getting, getting mad about stuff like that is his favorite thing. Yeah, He hasn't. He hasn't tried to talk to me about gaming since he tried to come into my uh, Facebook Messenger and tell me the Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to suck. And anybody who's had a five-minute conversation with me should know where that's going to go. Love him to death. Love him to death, though. Let me see here. So tell us about the process of, uh, I guess it's a learning process for you because you're in the very beginning stages of it. About, like what, is, what entails in setting up your own studio and getting off the ground with that? Really, the biggest thing that I've noticed and from people I know that either were in the same game development program as me or like the people that have been through it and are, you know, kind of like mentors that kind of help guide, guide you. Biggest thing is making sure you just have everything available to you. So, you know, make sure you know exactly what kind of engines you're going to run, have a complete access to them, all your rendering engines, you know, just making sure you have everything crossed off before you start going into it and then realize you know, six years down the road, oh, I forgot we need this one thing that's a, like $1,000 and it takes like six months for the choir and now we're all messed up. Okay, that makes sense. It could definitely be frustrating. I said it makes sense when we see game developers stalling for eight months, a month before launch on a title. Yeah, usually means they didn't either pay for something 100% like they're supposed to or they need to send a check out to somebody to make sure they can release on time. Oof. Fantastic. 
All righty. So I guess we'll get into our normal format here and we'll just kind of all three jump in back and forth and, and here and there. So let's get started with the news. Robin's very excited. So go ahead and give us your great, great gaming news that you've been excited to share. Let's see. First off, we got more views on Final Fantasy 16. We've been shown, we've been shown the wolf companion you get and there are a few squeeze zones. That's like things where like when you're playing the game and Jedi Outcast has the best examples of them where the game puts you in the very tight area that your character has to shimmy through to cover up the loading screen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were promised we were through with those because of PS5, but apparently there are a ton of them in just the 16 demos that have been shown, so people are angry, but I'm like, you know what? The game's great. Sometimes, for the sake of your console, it needs to let a little bit of a buffer zone happen. So, I'm here for that. Yeah, I always, whenever somebody complains about that, I give them the Assassin's Creed Unity as an example. When that launched day one, everybody remembers that you floated in, you fell straight through the ground because they didn't put the collider on the terrain like they were supposed to, and it didn't load quick enough. So, Sometimes the loading stuff's there for a reason, just to make things a little easier. Like, it would be nice. It would be nice to be done with loading screens, but, like, people complaining about loading screens clearly never played in the, the cartridge days or the very early CD days of consoles. He's like, loading, loading screens now, I legit don't even notice that they are loading screens just because of, like, the shit I grew up used to. Yeah, like those Budokai Tenkaichi loading screens. Oh my god, the interactive bro. ones. The whole it was it was loading for so long they put a mini game in the loading screen so you had something to do while it was loading. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, how many times could I make Master Roshi bounce around? And they're like, oh, he didn't notice it's a loading screen. Thank fuck. So loading screens in modern games are nothing to me. I don't even notice them. Namco actually had a patent for auxiliary games that were loading screen games like the first or second tekken literally had fucking galaga in it yeah like uh, it's loading screens you just play galaga i remember the opening loader for vector man 2 was so long that you could just destroy the sega logo yeah like while it was loading you could just control vector man and just shoot up sega and you could do it a whole bunch of damage before the game booted up so Baldur's gate dark legacy it's loading screen you could control the fire like, yeah, if you had a controller with analog sticks at the time, which was that, some newfangled that's just how things have came, there was pre analog stick on controllers, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when, when they first got the analog sticks on PlayStation, and you're like, What do I do with these? Mm -hmm. What's this right one for? I can't move the camera in any of these games. <laughs> now you try to play always game. control, I mean, camera. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost always camera, but like, would you get those PlayStation 1 titles where they weren't designed for that, so the camera's not movable? Yeah. Either it's that or it's like overly sensitive. Like one little tap and you go spinning in a circle and give yourself motion sickness. Except for, and I, I want to say that I hate to keep bringing it up, but I absolutely don't. It's one of the best games ever. So we could have won. Gave you camera controls via the second player controller. It's like one of the only camera controls I can remember that fully predates analog controllers. Yeah, you had to, you had to go on like a whole quest to get it. You like you didn't have it right away. 
you had to collect all of the types of paint and complete the art project. But if you did, he gave you binoculars, and binoculars would let the second player controller change the camera angle during battles. And Destiny fans will either be happy or heartbroken, depending on how their grieving works. But there will be more Lance Reddick to come in Destiny 2, not just the loading screen, which if you've played, you've noticed that. Yeah, the or the if you're Drew, screen. you somehow notice. This Zach. Oh, okay. I was like, Drew somehow noticed. My I friend Zach posted play. about it. Drew does not play Destiny, but my friends do. Zach posted about it. Also, in the last couple days, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but the development team for Hellboy Web of Weird confirmed that Lance Reddick is Hellboy, and he finished Hellboy before he passed, so he will still be Hellboy in that new game release. Hell yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Even more reason for me to get it. When they wrote the word weird up front on the game title, I knew you were getting it, whether it was Hellboy or not. I'm like, ooh, Hellboy. Ooh, weird. But yeah, I found out today that Lance Reddick is playing Hellboy. I wasn't aware of that. And and he'll be Zeus in the Percy Jackson series for at least, for obviously, for the first season. Yeah, but they could always digital re- recreate him for season two like they did on Star Wars. Yeah, it depends on like his family and a lot of different stuff. Yeah, that's true. Whether that's like, because I pitched that idea for Power Rangers and all of my other fellow Power Ranger fans were like, you don't do that to JDF. And I'm like, first of all, you're not his family. Let's get that out of the way right now. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to reconsider there. That in, with the, with Percy Jackson after season one, which I assume would be based on Lightning Thief. After season one, it's easy to just not have Zeus and stuff and just refer to him because he doesn't. <laughs> Aside from the fifth book, he doesn't have a lot of like prominent roles in the series between Lightning Thief and the last one. All right, moving on. The city of Wichita, Kansas has agreed to a $5 million settlement after a deadly swatting that happened December 28th. Once again, this is the kind of reason why me and Drew don't play the Call of Duty games. I sure don't. As reported by both Kotaku and the Wichita Eagle, December 28th, two Call of Duty players, Casey Viner and Shane Gaskill, got into a verbal altercation after betting $1.50 on a match. Viner then enlisted Tyler Barris, who has a long history of calling in hoaxes, to swat Gaskill. Gaskill provided the wrong address to Barris and challenged him to try some shit, which led to the police surrounding Andrew Finch's house, a 28-year-old man who had Nothing to do with any of this. Finch was fatally shot by Officer Justin Rapp, who said he believed that Finch reached for a weapon after the victim opened his front door. The incident resulted in jail time for both Barris and Viner, who were sentenced to 20 years and 15 months, respectively. Which, I'm not sure why... Why one of them only got 15 months? Yeah, the guy who literally made the call happen. Probably like got the a guy lawyer. who called the swatter guy. Probably got a better lawyer. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that makes a huge deal of difference. Just ask Andrew. I My favorite, right, is all the people who listen to the show and be like, Andrew is on. He's the other host. Why is... What has happened? Because <laughs> we just keep referring to this man that has never been on the show. Because <laughs> my childhood best friend and still best friend Andrew McKenna he's dope he and I got expelled in high school and our 
economic disparity became evident when my lawyer recommended that I go to jail because I had showed no signs of being recalcitrant. And why would I? I hadn't done what they were accusing us of. Someone said we were going to blow up the school. And we had what, no What was, you, what was your answer when they told you that you uh, were going they, to blow up the school? When they was raided my backpack and said that I was going to use the wooden sword to do it. And I was like, how would this do it? And I'm like, I guess if I turned on all the gas lines in F building, which is our science building, so all the lines to the Bunsen burners, and then stab the sword into the circuit breaker, maybe that would cause an explosion, but that would be the only way. He was like, I'm not going to do it, but if I was, here's the plan. And I'm like, all right, OJ Simpson, calm down. Andrew, on the other hand, was a gangster, like, his mom showed up like the police apologized to him they, when they expelled him he goes that is that really a good idea you think i want to blow up the school so you're gonna send me to be a home alone all day less than a mile from the school <laughs> shit rich white people get away with man and he, he he fucking got forgiven and they were like yeah charges dropped meanwhile i spent 88 days of a 90-day sentence being sentenced to being in there. On the 88th day, they dropped the charges, but it was after 5 p.m. on a Friday. So I had to wait until the following Tuesday because it was Memorial Day weekend. So that's so got to... 91 days of a 90-day sentence. Look, that's got to be California. Cause... Nope, that's Ohio. Is it Ohio? Yeah. yeah. I... Okay, because I did... Andrew's from Ohio. I've been, I fucking, I thought Andrew was from Florida. You guys, it's, everything's very unclear. I want to make that very move a lot. But I was raised in Kentucky, and I have done enough time in Kentucky jail on petty stuff to know that if I get arrested at 8 p.m. on a Friday, I will be home by midnight that Friday, unless they're like, jail time for sure. Kentucky has plenty of problems, but that's not one of them. <laughs> I was a juvenile, and so the only way for me to be transported to or from had to be in the juvenile de detention bus. I mean, that's a fair excuse, but also they called it Ohio. a bus. It was, I'm like, they called it a bus. It was a van with a mesh cage to keep us separate from the driver, so no one tried to choke the life out of the driver. Which had never even entered into my mind until they told me it was something I would probably do. And I'm like, what? Who do you think I am? Hardened uh, criminal. criminal. Playing criminal by Eminem in the background right now. But yeah, our condolences go out to the family of the victim for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If you swat and you think swatting is funny, you're a piece of shit. Like, if. At any point, you're like, oh, I should send cops to this guy's house with guns prepared to murder him. You're a piece of shit, and I hope it happens to you. I'm yeah. not supposed to say it, but there's like a K word that means you get what you give, and I hope it happens to you. You can. No one said you couldn't say karma. They said it was appropriation, and I have been drilled since childhood that appropriating is wrong. Appropriation just means acquisition. That's not the definition the last time we had this conversation. You said appropriation means taking, and taking yeah, also has heavily negative connotations associated with it. That's why I changed the word to acquisition, the acquiring of it. 
but yeah, no, swatting is bullshit. If you swat, you're bullshit. If you think swatting is funny, you're bullshit. It is one of the things that has been kicked up in the the fucking rise of Call of Duty that just helps me solidify my very unpopular opinion that online gaming has fucking ruined gaming as a whole. I still disagree with that part, but I agree it, with you on yeah, you can disagree with that. That's fine. I know that like, when me and you sit down and gush about our favorite games, it's never an MMO. It's and like MMOs are fine, but it's it's never like a a game that happens strictly online beyond LAN parties. Halo Two is as close as we ever get to gushing about how great an old game was because it had multiplayer, and that's that was people in the room with you. Well, never. That- Got a blows over too. Yeah, never have we been like, oh man, I remember like getting online and playing with my friends. That was text-based role playing that we did that with. Those are those conversations. All of the games that we talk about are fucking Mario and Sonic and Final Fantasy and Suikoden and all single-player fucking masterpieces. Because I try uh, to talk about things you can relate to. I mean, I played online games. I can relate to online gaming. It's I don't just, know. If your reaction is it ruined gaming, I don't think... Oh, I mean, no. it's... Gaming... Game quality on a singular, like, release-by-release release level is better. The gaming community is a thousand times worse than it was 30 years ago. Nobody nobody called the cops on me for playing Mario 3 better than them, and yeah, nobody called the cops on anybody for playing Mario better than them and tried to get somebody killed about it. Like, the quality of games has improved, sure, but nobody will convince me that gaming as a hobby is better than it was before the advent of online gaming. Period. Yeah, there's a lot more trolls out there nowadays than there used to be. Yeah, it's it's much more destructive as a community than it ever was when we were coming up on single-player only. Ever. That's one thing I always look at as a studio, is the ones that actively try to take a stand in it. That make you sign like that verbal or social agreement or whatever they call it, where like they'll watch stuff religiously. Yeah, I mean some games are okay about it, but they still have fucking crazy toxic fan bases. Yeah, that's true. And then and then the like who when you think of online gaming, the the people you think of, you think of the MMO people from WoW who are often seen as a toxic fan base because they ignore at the actual existence in order to go on raids. You see you think of Call of Duty. Who I don't know any positive Call of Duty tropes that people talk about. You think of Fortnite, which I don't know of anybody who talks about Fortnite positive who is over the age of 13. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, that's my impression of online gaming and what the online addition to gaming has done. Final Fantasy XI was great, and I had fun with it until they started stealing accounts. And taking advantage of your credit card information. You know, and that shit will happen with any game community online. It's it's almost a, a universal problem, and it's not going to go anywhere. And we're not doing anything about it, so why would it go anywhere? So I I'll stick the to the better part of a decade playing games through area games. It was A E R I A, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. eventually it was my second job in the tech industry. I <laughs> was a paid games master for them, and like one of my favorite things with it was that. They did this game called Shin Megami Tensei Imagine Online, and it was just a Mega Ten MMO, and it was so fun. And like, you could get your demons and then have them out on the map with you. So, 
and then some of them had mount abilities so like I'm out there riding around on a Cerberus and then they had Gaia which was your box cookie cutter MMO fantasy game so there I have a lot of positive memories with with online gaming specifically even going back to my online which launched in like 97 and playing it, I didn't play it till like 2003, 2004, but playing it with my friends and getting everyone in our shard to get together to build a house big enough that it was bigger than the second largest dungeon. Oh, but the negatives definitely are vastly higher than the positives there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the positive, there's there's potential pros for online gaming for sure. But the problem is that the cons are just fucking colossal. Just colossal. And Eleven actually had the first player dying thing. Like in-game funeral? No, that was the thing for 14. It was really sad. Eleven had an enemy called Absolute Virtue, who was known to be nearly impossible to defeat. And one guy was part of a set of alliances, which are, you got your group, then you got your guild, then you have an up to 240 person alliance. So they were all fighting absolute virtue, and this dude had been playing for 42 hours non-stop, and he just died. I mean, yeah, you'll have that when you don't sleep. It's like the, I went to a convention where there was a new game that had come out, and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. But this dude just Wanted to beat it at this convention because he couldn't afford to buy the game. So he sat down at the console in the game room and he played for the whole weekend, drinking nothing but Red Bull. And like 8 a.m. on Sunday, passed the fuck out and they had to send him to the hospital and he ended up dying over it. Damn. Rest in peace to that guy. Yeah, I mean, commitment for sure. But, bruh. My man is late. a hardcore, hardcore Just gamer. play it late. <laughs> Just, Just play it late, bro. It ain't that big a deal. Yeah, at all. Not saying, anyone listening, we're not saying that man's death was not a big deal. The death was a big thing. The game was not worth dying over, is the point. Yeah. I love gaming. I'm not dying for not none of it. (laughs) I don't know. I have some games that are to die for. All right. We'll go on an Atelier gush later, I promise. I wasn't going to gush about those, (laughs) because that's a super limited fandom like I wouldn't want to expose people who aren't into that to that at that level look we're going to be doing this show in June and at some point in June I'm going to ask you what you're playing and I know how this conversation is going to go that's a trails game the Atelier game comes out tomorrow oh shit super fun yeah I'll be all right, though. Yeah, well, I mean, play it late. Just don't die in the game room over it. That's the point. Yep. That was always my hope. If I died, it was in a game room. I just wanted to die. I had a different hope entirely. For I wanted to give my life where and when of my death. Nexus Gaming Alliance. Just so Jason, every time he goes in there, has to be like, fuck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> No, I was joking about that, but was I though? Even no, I don't no, know he, anymore. He wasn't. I I know for sure. 
not remotely at all a joke. Oh, all right. Is there any other gaming news that we have thus far not covered? Yeah, we were only on the second article. Do it up. (laughs) What is that noise? Lego announced the game that just sounds wild to me, but people are all but in the streets excited about it in the gaming circle. Mm-hmm. Lego 2K Drive. It is an open-world Lego driving game that is the combination of Mario Kart, Burnout Paradise, and Lego. Oh, one out of three ain't great. What's that? I don't like racing games. No, oh, Mario Kart's a racing game. Okay. It is. Yeah. But Burnout Paradise is a smashier car game. Well, I mean, half the appeal of a Lego game is to smash the car, so that just to smash the things, so that you have to rebuild them. Yeah, yeah. That just reminds me of what was it? It was one of the Forzas, like on the old, I want to say 360. Where you could go in and disable the damage for you to where it's just cosmetic. So I would always wait till a car got into a corner and just ram them into the wall. So that way they're disabled and I can just keep driving on. That was the best part of that game. (laughs) That's hilarious. We made a a mechanic. Do you want to use it? I don't. We have an actual release date for the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Finally. Oh. Well, we have a release month. We have a release window. We'll put it wow. that way. May 2023. Oh! They really want to fucking test my patience for Final Fantasy. The PS Plus game Meet Your Maker is getting a Dead by Daylight crossover. So, like, me, Lou, and Megan are going to be excited. Final Fantasy XI is still getting updates, and they put on an alert yesterday that future updates will be quite compact as they've had to downsize the dev downsize the dev team to put them onto other things. We got a look at Hellblade Two, and it revealed their photorealistic facial animation, and I don't like it. Is it Hellblade? Like, oh. You saying? Yeah. I don't, yeah. There's not a lot about Hellblade I do like. It's a very well done game, but holy shit, does it bother me. Fire Emblem Engage is getting Wave 4 of its expansion pass soon, which includes the DLC campaign that's literally the inverse of the main campaign. You, The world is led by evil and cruel versions of all the people who were your party members, but you guys come through a portal and find it, so you're trying to free them and everything. Right. This isn't gaming, but is tech news. You can currently get Microsoft Office 2021 for $40. This is uh, not sponsored by Microsoft. Yeah, we are not sponsored. I just, I saw it the other day on the, well, the other day. I saw it the night before last. The other was, day. You were reading the news the other day. You were scrolling online the other day. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin is getting a God of War inspired video game. It's been announced, but that's all the information they've given us right now. 
Okay. Who's making it? Did they announce the publisher yet? Yeah, give me one second. Let me refer. They have not named the studio. Just that Digital Eclipse has worked on the ones we've known so far. And that Rosen, the representative for IDW, said that they found the right partner to adapt The Last Throne into an ambitious AAA game. And there's a weird crossover happening right now where Shredder from the Ninja Turtles is in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. Fucking kill me. Can't call and using guns. Take on. It's like, and using guns. What do we have to do to get the Call of Dutyites out of society? Like, we've given them, we give them a new Call of Duty every year to keep them nice and placated and distracted, and they still have to touch our shit. We keep playing with our toys and all that. Get off. Wash your hands at least first. Fuck. Getting cheated on us to learn my controller. Which is so weird. What's up? Huh? I said some of the crossover choices, like, because there's been a couple over the past couple of years, you're just like, how did these two things even relate to each other? <laughs> oh, like anything, anything that Fortnite touches, I'm like, why? Why is this here? Yeah. What is, what does Naruto and fucking machine guns have to do with each other? Like, I'm not a fan of either of these things, but I respect oh, with, with them, you use their powers. Not there. Not, not like machine guns and stuff. My, my son has played as Sasuke, and he fully had a gun. He played as what? Sasuke. <laughs> what I heard was Sasuke, and I was like, who is Sasuke? You're lucky I said Sasuke and not Sasuke. You're lucky you said that. No, I'm not. I pronounce <laughs> the words the way they're spelled in my language. That's what I learned from learning other languages. That's how it's supposed to be done. That's how Spanish does it. That's not true. That is Spanish. actively true. You're the only person that has told me that that's not true, and the other people I've talked to speak Spanish natively. See, they're fucking with you, because quesadilla... All of them? Even the ones I don't quesadilla. talk to? Even the ones I don't talk to directly and learn from online? They're teaching I'm everybody saying, wrong on purpose? I need you to quit trying to be inflammatory. I'm not trying to be inflammatory. You're the one that told me that they're all fucking with me. If they told you everything goes by how it's spelled, we, that's why we don't say quesadilla. So we do, they don't, because that's not how it works in their language. But if we say quesadilla, they don't say anything. They just make me a quesadilla. They make you a quesadilla with, like, the saddest face. Like, oh. I've never had that experience. Everybody's sad when they have to deal with me. So, so in my experience, I'm learning Spanish. from I'm, I'm using a variety of different sources to optimize it as best as I can. Because most of the people at my job speak Spanish. You need to use your Babel more. I know you got I, it. I have Babel. I use it. That's one of the sources that I use. I'm just uh, a big fan of Babel. But in all of the sources that I use, they routinely are like, if you don't know how a word is pronounced based on its spelling, pronounce it the way that your sentence structure tells you to pronounce it in Spanish. I have seen that advice on YouTube videos for speaking Spanish. I have seen that advice on a variety of different places. People who I'm not directly interacting. So indignant about me teasing you about Quesadilla. It's not Quesadilla. It's that you correct every time I say anything. I have had to take up this whole stance so that I can speak because otherwise I'm going to have to edit out 75 minutes per episode of you telling me the right way to say shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. 
I got a job to go to tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, la di da. Look at Drew. Oh, nice shut <laughs> I swear to God, people who listen to this and don't know us think we hate each other. <laughs> oh, they got you. They're like, why are they interacting? If they really <laughs> just want to tear each other's heads off. And I'll tell you why. It's an it's a weird mating ritual. Yeah. But it's unsuccessful. <laughs> Fully. All right. Do we have anything left for gaming news? Or did we touch everything? No. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So I guess we'll move on to our normal segment here. Yours is probably more interesting than mine. Robin, what you playing? Oh, I've been playing a variety of things, trying to fill the job-shaped hole in my heart. I'm playing for, through Trails to Azure right now. I don't want anybody well, listening to be like, he was like, oh, he loved that job. He hated that job. <laughs> I, I loved the job. I hated the management. He's, he's a, he didn't even like the job. He, he is I a person. helping people. Motherfucker, that you work for an insurance company. You were not helping people. You were a crutch for a broken system that you admit is broken. You can't yeah, be helping people if the broken. system is broken. Well, my job was calling doctors and yelling at them for the way they treated and charged patients and stuff. Like, my job was directly helping people. Sometimes. Sometimes your job was transferring people. Sometimes yeah. your job was giving people a phone number. Yeah. The, the number of people that you helped is, like, percentagely disproportionate to the number of people that you just referred somewhere else. <laughs> Because their system didn't fucking work. To the number of were, people I sure did interact with. You were a very glorified secretary most of the time. He didn't like the job. He liked having a job. That's the important yeah. distinction. That's those, real big important. For one me. of those motherfuckers who values himself as long as he's working. Yeah. But you've been playing. Sorry. Been playing Street Fighter Duel, the mobile game. That's really fucking dope, actually. I didn't expect it to be and i had started playing it and then a day later i heard drew playing it he's doubtless been playing it longer than me since he was level 20 he just doesn't have the time to devote to it that someone in my case of being pun employed which means i'm unemployed with the podcast <laughs> i call it fun employed but i uh, played through some steam world dig trying to find a way to be playing Atelier Ryza 3 tomorrow, but I don't, it's not currently something that has enough draw that I think our parent company would help us. I mean, you never know. I would just text Jason and be like, hey, I don't have a job. Let me review games. Buy a game. <laughs> Buy this game. Uh, it means a lot to me and my mental health. Sometimes that goes a long way. Yeah, and it's right offable. What's he care? Is his money back later? Yeah. All right. What do you play, Andrew? So on my screen right now is Marvel Avengers. It's I I love the I love Marvel Avengers. I'm very nah, that they ended it before they finished releasing all the characters we were promised. But it is what it is. The Butthurt Brigade was very butthurt about this game. It is a great fallback for me. It is both a joy and a frustrate to discover that getting the PS5 version, my save data is not transferable. So I have to replay this, the campaign again. But I still have everything that I bought over the 
prevailing years with the credits in the game. So I get to redo the story again, which as an RPG nerd, that is my fucking jam, baby. And Marvel Avengers actually has a really good story, so I'm fine with that. But so replaying that because in a couple days here shortly, the credit support goes away and they're releasing the full marketplace of all of the cosmetics and purchasables to the entire fan base for free. So I'm going to be back in the habit of how to play by the time that happens. I have also been playing uh, Tactus Ogre Reborn. I want to finish the other two playthroughs on that. Obviously Street Fighter Duel. And then I re-downloaded, today I re-downloaded Final Fantasy Brave XPS War of Visions because they sent me a Sephiroth ad because that's what it takes. That's how Final I'm, Fantasy VII remake that fucking easy, baby. I'm so easy. You'd be like, we'll give you Sephiroth. I'm there. That's all you needed to say. You, if you had Sephiroth in the beginning, I never would have uninstalled a game. Yeah, so I got, I just got Titus or Titus. I had Titus from a year ago. I just got Tifa, started getting Cloud Shards, getting Sephiroth. That's what I needed to be invested. Bada bop bop bop. Here we are. I have a friend of mine that has offered to buy me Resident Evil 4. So once they send me that download code, I am going to have that hopefully before midnight so that I can jump right on it as soon as it's ready. I'm still butthurt about the knife, but you guys will hear me grumbling about that once I play it for sure. Aside from that, not a lot. I've been playing my life away, which is exhausting, but you know, got to do what you got to do. I forgot I've been playing Chia as well, and it's really beautiful, chill game, but not something to play in the middle of the night because that's a nap time game. Like, the music is soothing. She's been playing Ch -ch -ch Chia. Ah, some of y'all aren't old enough to get that reference. Andrew made that same joke, and <laughs> I was like, weird part is, to them, we say Chia, and they think of Chia seeds, but not the Chia pets. No, these people put them in shakes now. Nope. They are drinking the grass heads that grow from terracotta. Nope. <laughs> Fully resisting that madness. What? What? Why can't we trust people to just put <laughs> to not eat weird things? To just right. stop eating weird shit. If it grows on the ground, don't just eat it. Look into some shit first. That's like if you ever look at a bottle of what is it, five hour energy. I remember years ago when I worked at a gas station, you would read all like the labels. Some of the stuff that's in that doesn't even make sense. It's like black tree willow bark. I'm like, what does that have anything to do with giving you energy? Like, why is there oh, bark in my shit? I don't want that. Then don't buy that energy drink. But yeah, it's a lot of the things we enjoy, Kyle, are tree barks and saps. Like cinnamon is a tree bark. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, it's fucking wild. But the Chia game is takes place in New Caledonia, which is a small island around Australia, but it's full of indigenous people, and half of the team that created the game are from there, so they, like, put their legends and their lifestyle into it. The very beginning of the game, you're given a slingshot and told to shoot a coconut out of a tree, and then your dad just leaves and is like, hey, meet me at the usual spot. And I was like, what is happening, father? <laughs> Sound like Dante. Father, what are you doing, Father? But, um, Kyle. What you playing? Let's see. I mean, more recently, I've been playing new expansion for a while. That's just one of my go-to games. 
but I'm not one of those people that go crazy in it. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to ignore my family for six hours to go raid with these people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'll get it when I have a free chance. Like, my wife has been sick with COVID all week, and she'll be passed out, like, between, say, 8 and 10 in the morning. So I'm already up because I'm used to being up that early. I'll play it, and then she's like, hey, I need my medicine. I'm flying in. I, I probably abandoned my raid party more times than I could think. And then let's fire see. you. Yeah, I've been playing Warframe a lot. I'm getting ready for the new expansion that's coming for them in April, Daviri Paradox, which is going to be awesome. Let's see, non-online wise, I am getting ready to get into the new God of War 2. I know I'm a little behind, but you should see my backlog stack of stuff I have. And then I'm also getting ready to get into the second of Horizon Zero Dawn, the new one. Forbidden West? Yeah. Maybe we're ready to launch the expansion of that here soon. Yeah, I know that. That's yeah. another if thing on the good on. console. You wait. If you're playing Horizon, then you've got a PS5, right? No, I still have a PS4. Okay, I have the fine. conversion uh, version where you get the PS4, and then when you get a five, yeah. it automatically upgrades. Yeah, I was just meaning a Sony product. I forgot you ever had a PS4. I remember you being a strong Xbox boy. Yeah. But the PS4 version, Forbidden West. Have you already bought it? Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, I didn't it, buy it. It was a Christmas present, so. It, it's coming to PS Plus for free two days ago. It came. It has Plus. arrived. Well, there we go. Now I don't have to swap my disc out when I'm playing multiple things. <laughs> <laughs> see what else I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing a lot of the mobile game Astro Kings, which is basically like a... I think it was Game of War. Wasn't that like one of the first ones where it's like you have army units and you go and attack other people? Oh. But in this one's a space. And the only thing that got me into it is they were doing an, a Stargate SG-1 crossover. So you can get like all the ships from Stargate in. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can check it out to get a free ship. And then I just kind of got hooked on it a little bit. That them crossovers work. Yeah. Trying to think. I think that's everything I've been playing a lot lately. There's probably something else in there I'm missing, but I'm also jumping forth back between some old games too that I just kind of wanted to replay. Always a retro gamer. Yeah. Like Dead Space. I want to play the new Dead Space, the Xbox One or Series X one, but I have to wait to get the Series X. So I've been, so I basically just replayed the series to begin with, just playing with the old one. It's also for PC. Oh, that's right. Oh, there we go. And I know you have a high-powered PC. Yeah, you get that Game Pass, baby. <laughs> yep. I will definitely have to check that out. See, sometimes I forget stuff that's on Xbox is also on, also is sometimes on the PC. I just completely overlook that part of it. It's also on PS4 and 5. What, the new ones on PS4? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Poor Xbox never gets any love. Good. Now, I am excited. Oh, I was wrong. I misspoke. PlayStation 5, Windows, and Xbox X and S. Okay. Well, still, I can get it for the PC then. Yeah. But I am excited because in less than two weeks, I want to say, the Hogwarts Legacy comes for the Xbox One. I finally get to play Queenie. that. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it got delayed it again. Oh, dear God. See, I need yeah. to update my countdown timer then. Yeah. That is also available on PC. It may just be a better investment for you at that point. Yeah, that's true. Because at least, like, with with me, I would prefer to get a PC game over an Xbox game, mostly because their exclusives are going to be the same moving forward. 
but also like you can mod PC games to fix the stuff that you don't like. Right, improve the experience, make it run better, and I like that over Xbox. I will, I will, I will over, I only ever own a Series XS if I need to. Milo yeah. is the way they refer to it. They just say Xbox Series. But May fifth is when it comes out now, Kyle. Oh, so it comes out on my birthday. Well, there you go. That's yep. meant to be. I saw that and I was like, I I remember your birthday one because you're one of my best friends, but also. Because May 4th is when we started work at Spectrum in 2018. Yeah. And your birthday was the very next day. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, that's happened more times than I can count, both with games and movies. It's sometimes like something I'll be really excited for either gets delayed or gets like not announced. And obviously you're like, oh, it will be here the week of May 5th. I'm like, oh, that's meant to be. They were clearly gearing that for me. <laughs> that's currently when I'm expecting the Suikoden remakes, remasters. Why? Chatter. Chatter where? Among my dev friends. That's okay, the where it I makes have, the most sense for a release window. Because I have fucking, I have Google alerts set for anything new from Swigget and nothing's popped. Yeah, this is just industry chatter, not public industry chatter, though. But if it's not, then I won't be surprised because delays happen a lot. <laughs> But I'm hoping for that date for you. I'm hoping for tomorrow. Well, I'm hoping for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for tomorrow for me. I don't drop you, for tomorrow. You for guys, me. you guys will fucking know if it's tomorrow too, because I'll just post a whole extra minute long episode flipping out about it. No, he'll he'll live stream it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can do that with Anchor. Oh, I mean, well, I can, we I can do work. have the YouTube. We do have the the two Ubes for all. Uh, I think seven of our subscribers. I think it's seven. He goes in there, it's 700. <laughs> oh my god, I'd be so happy. <laughs> be like, oh shit. That's another new episode. You guys, <laughs> I don't know. Thank you so much. <laughs> Again, sorry for coughing, guys. I'm been under the weather. Oh, come on, it's fine. Coffee. Coffee. A few years ago, it was wheezing. And then, and then there's me. The dream box. And then there's me. Every day of Snorlax. I love so much that your children refer to my BiPAP machine as my dream box. <laughs> They're wild, man. They're like, oh, don't worry, Uncle Robin. I moved your dream box to the new place. I'm like, my, my fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, young child person? I have a box full of dreams. Let me look in there. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to look in my. I don't. I don't want to look in there. I'd be like, ooh, I disappointed me. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking, like, whatever I was dreaming of was in the box. Oh. Oh, no, some people yeah, keep a dream yeah, box of, like, like, notes and trinkets and stuff to remind them of what their goals are to stay on point. Well, And I don't want to look in mine because I have let me down. <laughs> like, I'm doing good now, but I'm going to be like, why'd you wait till you were almost 40, you idiot? <laughs> because you had to get the right partner for it. Yeah. I mean, that would have been mid-30s. I still <laughs> waited almost another five years. Well, either that or, you know, child version of you that didn't have true perspective on how things are going to work in, in the world. Oh, I mean, for sure. But also, like, if I went back in time and told fucking fifth, 14, 15-year-old, man, you're going to be a podcaster, I'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to become a podcaster. 
Also, God is dead. Oh, I was 14 year old me fully didn't believe anymore. <laughs> so he would believe that. Yeah, but mine, but I mine couldn't say that too loud. He went to Catholic school. I'd be like, Donald Trump's gonna be the president. And I'm like, I know you're lying to me. And I don't know why you crossed the barriers of time to lie to me about this. Certainly a choice though. <laughs> Yeah, time travel's a thing. Donald Trump was the president, and you're gonna be a podcaster. And like none of this makes sense. Finally a Jumanji sequel in 2022. That was kind of kind of dope. Now we got that in like 2018. Well, I mean the sequels for the sequel. Are they making another sequel to the most recent sequel? It's already out. When oh. it, yeah, the rock there's three with Kevin doing, Murray. The the rock was doing tours or press on it when they announced Black Adam. Because oh, okay. I know there was Jumanji in like 2018, then Jumanji the le- next level in 2019. I haven't heard anything about Jumanji 3. Well, Jumanji 4, technically, because the original Jumanji. Yeah, but they're no, all about four numbers. I'm talking about the next level. That's oh, okay. That was when they announced Black Adam. In 29, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Jumanji the and next level is in fact the sequel to the sequel. Yeah, and then there's not, it's not technically a Jumanji movie, but it's basically a Jumanji movie, Jungle Cruise with The Rock. Oh, oh that, yeah. that was hilarious. The Rock in that reminds me of my dad so much, just some of the stuff he says as his character. I'm like, I can see my dad saying something completely inappropriate like this and just laughing it off. <laughs> I always I just wants The Rock to be his dad. I haven't seen Joe Hogan. Okay, yeah. I'll, does that mean he holds me in his lap while I sing Moana songs? Because fucking sign me up, pops. Well, that and my wife would be happy with that because that means our children wouldn't be as pale as ghosts. That's fair. Kyle is literally. I love you, Kyle. If you dress Kyle in green, he's a leprechaun. Yeah, pale and red hair until he sneezes and he's a shotgun. I'm a flying wow. leprechaun. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we used to work at Spectrum together and I can't tell you how many times at Spectrum I would hear Kyle sneeze and be like oh Kyle's here today cool there were three sneezes from mine anywhere the in the building the th- mine being the quietest of the three ridiculous ones yeah. and then Gabe and then Kyle Yeah, I still remember the day oh what was it the one site manager came running over because she thought a bomb exploded I'm like, no, that yeah. was just sneezing. I've been here for like three years. You should know this by now. I just scared Linda. Oh, Linda. Linda's one of the few spectrums I miss. A few spectrums. I said what I said. Now I'm just having this vision of Linda as just a shimmering color. Just what's going on? That's Linda. She's a spectrum. <laughs> Fair. Like one of the few people that I only associate with Spectrum that I'm like, I miss her. Well, yeah, what was the, I was watching something the other day and it reminded me of Art because he had no idea what to do with his hands in the meeting. Were you, oh, were you watching Talladega Nights, The Legend yeah, of Ricky that's Bobby? It, that's it. <laughs> when I said that, that's what I was quoting, Kyle. <laughs> when Art was sitting there and he just like looked at his hands and I said, no idea what to do with my hands. That's a very art mode. Yeah. Art is Greek and Italian. He has all their dialogue stereotypes to the T. 
including being the only supervisor to use fucking in a meeting, and my brain just went, uh huh. Yeah, I imagine yeah. somebody else's brain didn't. <laughs> yeah. I have to imagine a boss was like, what did he say? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start with my question in honor of a lucky episode 13 what is your unluckiest moment ever in a game not including a memory card wipe because that's a fucking generic moment whoever wants to start i don't care oh about three months ago oh i was ah, playing for spoken that is bad luck fair and i'm just enjoying this game and i go up in the air and i'm doing these attacks, and then suddenly there's this noise, and I'm unconscious for a moment, and during that time, my PS5 just died. Yeah, he green-screened his PS5, else. and then has been gun-shy about Forspoken ever since, even though he knows that that's not what did it. <laughs> I know that that's probably not what if if that's what did it, it's the only case of Forspoken doing it that I can find. Most of the other videos I found of that exact scenario happened during Spider-Man. Radioactive spider powers. Yeah. I would say mine would probably be recently. I was playing Elden Ring, so anybody who's played that and fought the bosses know that some of them are real pains in the ass beat one of the really tough ones, but like barely, like you're at 1% health, right? Then all of a sudden my dog Emmy comes running in, jumps on my controller, and then pushes me off a cliff before the autosave hit. So I get to start the whole battle over again. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's some animal shelter shit right there. I first will bump my nose when I'm like on my computer. And I'll just push my character off the ledge. I'm like, oh my god, I just got the rare thing. I got a couple. I think my unluckiest in like a Dark Souls type game it was I was playing Dark Souls one, and I was standing. It was I had rescued the the one girl that goes to your camp, and the two dudes that go there with her. And I set the controller down to do something, and when I set the controller down, it pressed the fucking trigger button. So I attacked her, and the autosave caught it mid-swing. So when I reloaded, immediately after the attack, it didn't matter. It loaded back in mid-swing, and I couldn't get out of hitting her, and I had to restart the whole game file. That's that game specifically. My most unlucky game moment ever was back before I could be calm and switch games. Final Fantasy X. I did the fucking Chocobo race to get Titus's seal or sigil or whatever, crest or sigil. And I did that for four hours. And I got, I finally got to exactly zero seconds. And I was so excited that I had got it to zero seconds. And that is when I learned the hard way that the requirement to get that sigil is less than zero seconds. Fully destroyed a dual shot controller. Smashed that bad boy two bits. Yeah. I was, whoo, that was like some of the angriest I've ever been ever. 
I have one that's not my unluckiest moment, but it's my dude Rob's. And it was, I think, 2002 or three. He had gotten the Diablo battle chest. So it had Diablo 1 and 2 and the expansion for Diablo 2. The Lord of Darkness or Lords of Darkness. Mm. And he had been playing it like off and on for weeks in his computer. And one day we're sitting there and he's launching it up and we hear the CD drive whirring louder than normal. And then we just hear this sound like something being poured somewhere. And he opens it and the CD had shattered into hundreds of just tiny pieces and just went into the CD drive. So he had to replace the CD-ROM and get a new copy of the game. Fuck. Yeah. I did that on purpose to one game, one time ever. But you uh, did that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, you mean game? like you did it manually? I'm yeah, like, how did yeah, you no. make the CD drive do that? Worst, worst game I've ever, ever played, ever, ever. And I've played Call of Duty and every Dark Souls and Fortnite. PlayStation 2, Haven Call of the King. That that gets, the word atrocious is not appropriate for how fucking awful that game is. I remember I bought it from my friend who ran the comics, the, the game store, Game Crazy. It was in Hollywood Video at the time. There's a sentence that some people don't understand. It was in the Hollywood Video. I went and bought it because I was just out of shit to play. And it was fairly, it was like 30 bucks. It was reasonably affordable at the time. And I took it home and I played it for like three missions. Now, for those who haven't, which is hopefully everybody within the sound of my voice who haven't played Call of the King, imagine the saddest Jack and Daxter clone imaginable and then give it depression. It's the worst fucking game. I played it for three missions. I pulled it out of my PlayStation 2 and then I made a fist with it in my hand. And then I put all of the pieces back in the case and I went back to Game Crazy. And I told my friend Rob, I was like, I'm going to leave my money back. And he opened it up, looked at this at the thing, and he said, you broke it. And I said, no, no, no. I improved its resale value. Now it's a weapon. It's actually useful. And he laughed real hard and gave me my money back. That's the worst game I've heard of to this day. And I've played some garbage. Like, I haven't played this one, but I'll say it's worse than the Columbine game. Just because, just on principle. Just on principle. Like, the Columbine game is ethically worse. But mechanically, it's Haven, for sure. Oh, that game is fucking awful. He was over there just upsetting himself. It was so bad that it put me off of playing Jack and Daxter because it was too mechanically similar. <laughs> just because Haven was that bad. I almost didn't play one of my favorite franchises. Cool. What's the worst game you ever played? Uh, one of my answers, because I have a couple for this. One of them is going to be stupidly stereotypical. Superman 64. I mean, is it better than Atari? What do you mean? The Atari Superman, where he was just a lion that shot laser dots? No, it's not better than that. Oh, no. It is one of the world's most famous broken games. Like, it's so atrocious, and sometimes it, your character will get locked into fighting away from the enemy. Nope. And then there are fight rings. Yeah, 
in order for Superman to fly, you have to go through these rings. But some of the flight rings will glitch you into the ceiling of a place, so you just run out of time, that kind of stuff. Um, other than that, Bubsy the Cat, that whole series, anything in it. Like, those are the games that are, like, so bad you'll never play them again no matter what? Yeah. Because, like, like, we were talking about before we recorded, with all the shit I talk about FF8, I'll still play it. I have. I just got the platinum for it, like, last year. So, that's an atrocious game that I'll still play. But I'll never, I'll never put hands on Haven Call of the King ever again. I'd what about the, you, Kyle? Worst game? I can't think of the name off of it. It was on the old Xbox 360. It... Oh man, I can't think of the name of it. It was kind of kind of like the the armor you wear, you wore, kind of looks like the armor in Anthem, but it wasn't like a mech suit. It was just like a normal suit, kind of like a ripoff of Crisis, but not a very good one. I can't think of the name. That's how bad it is. I literally bought it, put it in the Xbox, turned it on, went like maybe a minute or two in the le- in the level. I'm like, this is not. There's like nothing. This is like not even enjoyable. So I immediately took it back and bought Mass Effect for the second uh, time. Was it Nova? It might have been. Yeah, it was. That was a crisis clone that sounds about like that, and it was real bad. Y'all there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm looking through a list of crisis clones, and I didn't see no on there. But also, none of the games on here we would have forgotten, so. Yeah. Nova's an abbreviation. I can't remember what for, but it's like in period O period V period A period. Yeah, now I almost gave up on Mass Effect at one point when I first got it, which is probably people that would be screaming at me. But, I mean, my, my opinion was honest. If anybody knows me, knows I grew up in a very Catholic family. So it was, like, technically my first fully mature game because, you know, there's partial nudity in it. So I was kind of, like, always on the fence about it because at this time, let's see, I was in high school still. So I'm like, well, I bought it, and then I took it back, but then there was something that always kept saying, hey, I think you're going to like this game. So when I traded that one game back, I'm like, I'll just give it another try, and at that point, I just played through it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm hooked now. <laughs> so you see a blue butt every once in a while. It's fine. I, I can tell you for sure that I love Mass Effect because I played Mass Effect 2 first. If I had played Mass Effect 1 first, I would never have gotten into the series. I know a lot of people that are like that. There's there's people that are like that with the Assassin's Creed. That if they start it with one, they really didn't like the series. But if they start it with two, they then then they're they're okay at that point. Yeah, and like and Mass Effect One is a good game. Like, and I like the part of Mass Effect that most people hate the most. The so, Mako. The yeah the the truck. Yeah, the Mako. I love the truck. Love it, love it, love it. It's one of my favorite. Mass parts Effect One is one of the games ever. Yeah, like if I would have played it first, I wouldn't have gotten into the series. But because I played two and then I played one retroactively, that made it better for me. And that says I love Mass Effect. I even like Andromeda, and that's I loved Andromeda. Famously lambasted. I don't know why people hate that so much. What I'm mad about is that we didn't get the Quarian arc. Like they teased that DLC so hard, and because everybody shit on the game, they just dropped it. And I'm like, I please. Give me the Quarian arc. <laughs> Not robots, but almost, please. <laughs> Give me the bubble people. I've actually talked to a few people that were on the development team, and actually Andromeda had more DLC slated for it than just that one. Some of them were going to be really cool. But it just tells you, just because you hate something, don't be overly verbal about it. 
because you're going to ruin it for everybody else who likes it. I mean, the things, to, in my defense, I'm very overly verbal when I hate things, but the things that I hate on verbally are not going anywhere. Right. Like, it's like Call of Duty and Fortnite. As long as Chad Broflosky fucking is going to spend his money on this fucking trash game, they're going to keep making it. So... <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any negative. made up older brother. No, <laughs> I just picked that name out because it started with bro. <laughs> I was just like, that's Kyle from South Park. Kyle Broflowski. Yeah, I know, I know. But just because Chad Bro, if Chad Bro is gonna spend the money for it, then Activision's gonna make it. Like, no amount of me talking shit and getting a following for it is ever gonna have an impact. But stuff like Mass Effect, I man, I wish it would have got a fair chance because Andromeda was really good. Just most people got so latched into like, Mass Effect means Shepard. Oh, they're bringing Shepard back after three. What's going on with Shepard? Fucking you, Shepard's even in a good ending, Shepard's dead. Yeah, get your shit together. Ooh, here's what? one. What's your favorite Mass Effect three ending? Because you said the good ending. What's the good ending to you? Yeah. Well, so the the thing with Mass Effect, right? The good ending to me is the one where you choose, and I, I can't remember exactly the details of each ending, but to destroy the Reapers. That's the good ending. Because Mass Effect has a karma system. That's literally the good ending. It, it's blue. It feeds on good karma. It's it's good ending. Green is the yeah, green is the good ending. Green synthesis, where you like merge yeah. everybody together. Yeah. Where synthetic people and flesh people all get to live. They're all digital people. I don't know. I don't know. They, I don't have know. The, they have a world for you, but they're all fake. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm fucking with you. Calm down. But uh, yeah, it doesn't. He, he doesn't. He, in all of the endings, he dies. So yeah, like there's not a Shepard lives ending. Is the point? Like even well, whatever. No matter what ending you view as the good ending, Shepard's dead. He's not coming back in Mass Effect Four. Well, in your ending where you destroy the Reapers, there is a tease that he had maybe like partially survived because his hand twitches. That's been always the yeah. rumor. And now with Four, they've kind of almost confirmed that on some level, somehow he survived his injuries or something like that. Or they, because you know some people play him, play them as female. Yeah, yeah. If you like voice acting, you play him as female. Oh my god. I like voice acting, but I also like to feel represented. So now I do know that in four though they are calling references to Andromeda because they are going to continue with that series. Cool. I've had that unofficially confirmed by developers that are part of. Oh shit. Kyle breaking news over here. We won't drop names though. I don't want nobody fired. Yeah. Me and Kyle both always over here just drop a shit like that was like, I kind of knew the Dead Space was coming before everybody else did. But still, even when I saw the trailer, it did not do justice to the things I saw. Well, all right, motherfucker. How does I hear all the secret information shit? Secret insider. <laughs> you just got to know uh, where to look. <laughs> oh, God. Why did, that, why did that give me crossfire flashbacks? You got caught up in this. This is just the episode. Fire. This is just the episode that anybody born after '95 just has no fucking clue what we're talking about. Yeah. Speaking of things people born after '95 won't understand, but were critical to our childhoods. Uh huh. Somebody has found a way of helping people drink water by having them put a Tamagotchi on the handle of their water bottle. So when it beeps that it's hungry, you take a drink of water. 
I mean, it's dope that we found a new use for Tamagotchis. Why do grown-ups need help to drink water? People like you. I drink all the time. I have the attention deficit thing, and I still remember to drink. Yeah, mostly people are like, I'm going to drink soda, or I'm going to drink this. It's the water specifically. No, I mean, if water didn't taste like shit, it'd probably be easy to remember. Speaking of which, we got to clean the water filter again. The water cooler thing. Okay. It's been almost a year since Andrew cleaned it last. So that's he, cleaned it when we, he cleaned it when we first moved in here. That was September. Oh, okay. It's been six months then. Yeah. But anyway, here's one for you guys. What is, in your opinion, the most tragic NPC or the one you feel the most for in video games? Like long-term NPCs or just like you were playing something random and there was one that you kind of connected to more? Either way. I would say, I mean, I wouldn't say maybe my favorite of all time, but I did have a moment on the new patch for World of Warcraft. There's this little dragon guy who, like, introduces yourself to him. He's, like, all excited. He's like, oh, this is my first mission. You know, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm so excited. To oh, meet you. no, not really. Yeah, he dies. Like, <laughs> like there's this attack, and then he dies. And, I, and my first reaction was like, leave him alone. I hate my... any time they put an NPC on the team and he's like, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm like, God damn it, Carmine. <laughs> I was thinking of Carmine too because the second Carmine brother in Gears of War 2 who is lecturing Dom about wearing his helmet, he's like, Dom's coughing from the dust. He goes, you know, if you wore your helmet, the built-in filtration system would stop that from happening. And he goes, yeah, but then I couldn't see any snipers coming because that's how the first Carmine died. It's like, God damn. Yeah. But mine is Joker from uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. That makes sense. Specifically in two or three where he's like fucking, I can't remember. It's three, I think. No, it's two. It's during the suicide mission where he's dragging himself through the like bowels of the ship to fix a thing and his bones are shattering from the movement. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I want to say this and it's not going to be. It's not the attack it's going to come across as. I want that to be clear before I say it. All right. Robert identifies with the physically disabled guy who falls in love with a robot. Blown away, truly. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe shocked. I'm Joker in disguise. <laughs> hey, we know he lives in the end. Oh, you don't identify that much with Joker. I'm going to live in the end, too. Oh, much to your chagrin. Yeah. Well, if I got a beautiful robot wife, I would maybe be so upset about living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a beautiful wife, and she wishes she had a robot body sometimes. If you have a human body and you don't wish you have a robot body, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Must be fucking nice. Like, even the people who are in really good shape are in constant pain all of the time. So, like, why? <laughs> why don't you want to be a robot? My NPC is... Pole from Sweet Into. Got to elaborate, my man. That shit was so. Pole is in the beginning of Sweet Into. So you have to play Sweet Into One, obviously, because I won't shut up about it. But Sweet Into takes place five years after Sweet Into One, and you get captured by Flick and Victor, who are characters from Sweet Into One that are have made it over to Sweet Into, and. While you're there, Pole is the member of their group that they assign to 
like getting your getting you to get your chores done, sending you on errands, doing all that shit. So Pole is the character that you refer to. And Pole's a fucking homeboy. At no point is Pole an asshole. He's got nothing but nice things to say about you. Tells you what a good fucking job you do. You like stage this escape and come back and then you find out that you got rescued back to the fort because when you vanished, Pole freaked the fuck out and he went to Flickin' Victor and he was like, hey, my new dude is about to get waxed. Go save him. Go right now. Pole's a homeboy, man. He's fantastic. And in Suikoden 2, the first time, not the first time, like the second time, you encounter the main bad guy, Luca Blight. Pole fully sacrifices himself to save a child from getting fucking hacked to death by a literal monster human. And it is fucking heartbreaking because I love that dude. I love Pole. I, my first playthrough, I was like, I'm going to recruit Pole. Pole's going to be a beast. I'm going to put him in my party. He's going to be in my end game. And then I watched him die. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. Okay, fuck. Fucking love Pole. Pole's fantastic. He's he's one of those characters. So I have a book project I've been working on for a couple of years, which I won't be able to sell. Fiction. I won't be able to sell. I'm going to fucking publish it, sir. I'm not going to be able to sell it, but I'll take donations. But it's it stars a, a cast of characters who die in their games. And the, the three characters of prominence in the story are Pole, Lovitz, and Rex. So Pole's always been important. My man's a hero. I wanted to troll you, but those are actually really good characters. I was going to be like, yeah, but instead of Rex, could you pick the good character? Rex is going to be a good character when I get done with him. Ah, he's, gonna, he's, gonna have he's still not a good character because it's happening outside of his game. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the best character. He's a better character than his brother who got fucking 80 hours of development. He got 80 hours of playtime. He got zero hours of development. Well, he got, he got like an hour of development. You have to go through like the first couple hours with Vaughn while they attempt to develop him into something that's not fucking everything they accused Tetis of being in Final Fantasy X. You, you never answered what your favorite Mass Effect ending is. Oh, yeah, you did. I was like, I, I definitely you're a, did. You're a mergy boy. I don't know. Mine's probably what, what was the director's cut DLC, the synthesis, just because it's kind of like your neutral, you know, best yeah. of both worlds. The My second, though, to that, like of the original, was where you take over the Reapers because you know secretly he's going to go bad eventually. Type of thing because that's how I always like to play. I like to see when the good guy goes bad eventually. Like what, what, Game of Thrones when she burns down the city, I knew that was coming and I loved every minute. Gives a little insight I don't to know, my. I couldn't movie. see it. That <laughs> is the only person I've ever heard that had positive shit to say about the last three episodes of Game of Thrones and Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed the shit. We actually talked about this because mm-hmm. I love Arya, so I was real excited. Yeah, I just my hated wife- that for most of that last season. I couldn't see shit like we didn't have movies from the 80s on where there it was nighttime and they conveyed it was nighttime, but we could still see shit. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's the same way because I got her to rewatch it because, you know, I said Jason Momoa was half naked in the first season. And she's that, like, oh, okay, I guess I can give it a try. That so will get most women on board immediately. Yeah. And then yeah, she, I watched her reaction when she got to that episode and she's like, do it. She's just like me. You can tell we were made for each other. 
And I have to correct something that you had said on camera, Drew, because I'm still reading through about the last Ronin. It's Michelangelo, not Donatello. Okay, it was Donatello in the book. No, this is from the book. Ronin verse. Michelangelo is the main protagonist of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Oh, I'm thinking they announced that the same. They announced that the same week that they killed Donatello. Is why I was like Donatello. Yeah, or they were like, "Who could it be?" And then they're like, "Kill Leonardo." So it's not Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, they announced that, and it was that was the same week that they wrote that they announced the the, the Ronin story was the week that they killed Donatello in the fucking in the main line. So that's where I got mixed up. But I'm still dark then because he was the funny guy. Now he's going to get all brooding. Yeah, basically. My brothers are dead. Time for vengeance. Yeah, it was a really good story. I'm sure it was. Who doesn't love Kratos the Ninja Turtle? Yeah. (laughs) He's just the Greek age mutant Ninja Turtle. That's all. Who slightly changes his voice every, you know, few games. I've got to get a new motion capture, I think. Did they use the old motion capture for this one still? I think so. No, because they have to go through new motions and new things for the motion capture. Yeah. That's sad. I don't like that at all. Because it's not Shad? Yeah, Shad was the shit. You're like, that's sad because it's not shad. It makes me shad. I'm down Jared, there, Sean Connery. Shad Gaspar was a hero. Yeah. That's why he's not It's one of the very rare times that like my wrestling and video game fandoms crossed over in a positive way. Because normally they cross over in like a what is Hulk Hogan doing here type of situation. Which is always, always a fair question. 100%. But that one is Shad did the mocap for Kratos in the. Not this most recent God of War, the one before that. And then. In the classic trilogy? Huh? No, in the, the first Norse one. Oh, okay. He didn't do it in the second one because about a year after the game came out, him and his son were at the. Uh, swimming somewhere. And his son, got, his son got pulled under by a riptide and he swam down there and got him out. And then he got pulled under and he didn't make it. Speaking of wrestling and games crossing over, Drew, you only got about two and a half months before WrestleQuest comes out. Ooh, yeah. It also comes in May. God damn it. <laughs> Why do they want me to work out so hard in 2023? Like, holy shit, man. So much fucking just... If not, you good work fun. out? Yes. My hands are going to be exhausted. And your feet. No, that's just from the walking to work. Yeah. By then, it won't be walking to work. No, it'll be being at work. Who has us inside of their heart? Fucking what? You don't hear the boop, 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 boop. No? Kyle, do you have us on headphones? I mean, on speakers? Kinda, yeah. Okay. Well, that and I've got my AC running, so you might be picking up that. Remember that the lawsuit for antitrust violations with Valve Corp? It's happening right now. 
and uh, you can sign up for the class action lawsuit and get up to 60% of your money back for any purchases between 2018 and 2022. Where at? Mason LLP is the ones uh, who are for purchases Valve. from Valve. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I didn't fall for that scam, so no money for me. What scam? I don't know. There's a class action lawsuit that's going to get a payout, so I imagine something nefarious went down. Just antitrust violations. Nothing that scammed us. Mm. They just broke some laws about, like, copyrights and that kind of shit. Mm. Gross. I might have to look into that, because who knows what I bought back then. Yeah, that's why I was letting everybody know, because everyone that bought any games on Valve should at least check. Especially Drew, because he bought the entire Final Fantasy series. On Steam. Yeah, that's Valve. Oh, is it? Yep. Yeah. That's the parent what? company that owns them. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Valve made Steam. I play games, guys. Like, <laughs> Drew just plays it. He's not sure who made it. I have a lot of fun. <laughs> I just click this one little icon on my computer, and it takes me to this place, and then I click this one, and that's how I get there. Yeah, I click on the thing, I'm like, ooh, I want that game. And then I click on it, and it's like, here's the game. I love Drew, but he he has the energy of grandparents who I got tired of explaining that Google Chrome is how you can browse the internet, and I just renamed Chrome to the word internet so they can find it. I do not have that energy. <laughs> you do. You, you're I very do smart. You know what you're doing, but you have that energy. You guys should see Drew sending a text that, like, 8 p.m. <laughs> Why? Looking over the top of your glasses. Like, it's because my like glasses a... are for far away. My phone is up close. I got big orangutan arms, but they can't get my phone far <laughs> enough away from my glasses to not be a fucking problem. If they did, I'd be laughing about it because then that's still old man energy. Just, mm. I'm an old man. I'm almost 40. Gotta check the Tweety Bird. I'm not that's on the tweeter nearly enough. Yeah, he's all but joke. done with the tweeter. I'm proud of him. I only get on the tweeter to have political arguments with people who I'm confident are not reading their own tweets, but they have a kid reading them out loud for them. <laughs> and boy, do they hate it when I make that joke. Yeah, but you know it's true. When they reply to me, and then I'm like, Is it, was it weird having your grandson read this out loud to you so we could talk about this? Ooh, they get hot. You gotta change your tactic. Be like, is it weird that you have to read this out loud to your grandfather so that he understands to respond to me? <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, yours was golden, but just a small change would just make it a little more burning, because then you're not even engaging with him. You're talking straight to the grandchild. That's funny. <laughs> They're so easy to... Like, that was probably the beginning of my political shift, is realizing, because I'm Something of a troll. I'm sure that's shocking to anybody who hasn't met me. But realizing that, like, the most engagement I was going to get on, like, a back-and-forth banter argument was going to be arguing with the side I had been with the whole time. And I was like, oh, they they react way more viscerally. That's crazy. So that was, like, the beginning. And then the orange man called my son a thug on television, and that kind of flipped the switch. Just flip the switch. Flip, flip, flip. Oh, no. One flip. Ah, uh, flip, flip, flip. 
we flipped a lot of switches. He wants me to go back to conservative so that I can. That's yeah. weird. It's weird. That was an odd number, so that's. that's yeah, but I had still... to flip back for it to be a flip, flip, flip. This is not the place for this discussion. You indirectly requested a flip back. No, I said I was flipping multiple switches. Like, I actually said it right before you had said I wanted you to be conservative. Ooh. So, this is not, hopefully, not going to be anything major by the time this is published, but did you guys get that alert? About? Two children being kidnapped from their Zanesville home? No. Ah, wild. I guess it's because my area code 614. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to get that alert. Yeah, that's Zanesville is my my teenage years hometown rival. So, like, it's like 30 minutes away from Newark. And that just I, came through, so I was like, ooh. I wish with everything in me you had gotten far enough into Forspoken before you got all scared of it. No, no, he did the Newark thing. That shit's so funny to me. What's so great about this Newark? She's like, fucking New York, asshole. I need you to know there are people who pronounced Newark Newark when I moved to Kentucky and Florida. They're like, so Newark, like Newark, New Jersey? Like, have you never heard anyone say Newark, New Jersey? (laughs) And then I'm like, oh no, I have. There's a street in the town I used to live in, and maybe like this will help explain why I'm so adamant about pronouncing shit the way I want instead of the way everybody else decides I should. There's a town. No, it's not a town. The town is Covington, Covington, Kentucky. And if you live in Covington, Kentucky, I want you to listen real close. Because if you're one of the fucking people I'm about to talk about, you're a goddamn idiot. I'm not apologizing. In the town of Covington, Kentucky, there is a street. Rob and I have asked you this question before. Kyle, I don't know how well you know Covington, but I'm going to ask you a question. There is a street in Covington. It's spelled G-A-R-R, or no, G-E-R-R-A-R-D. G-E-R-R-A-R-D. How would you say that name? Gerard. Gerard. You know what? Exactly. You would fucking think. Do you know what they call that street in Covington? Like AR, and, like and we'll and we'll argue with you about this if you bring it up. That's Garrett Street. Garrett Street, yeah. I know people that set, pronounce it that way. I ooh, buddy. Like, how can you be so wrong? And so confident about not being wrong in the same breath. How fucking dare you? (laughs) The arrogance required to read that word and say Garrett with the confidence to argue with me about it. Oh my God. I'll call it Quesadilla if I want to. That's how it's fucking spelled. Yeah, there's a few of those people in my family. They also pronounce Louisville, Louisville. Oh. I mean, that's at least how it looks. Instead yeah, that's, of putting a, ro- a bunch of rocks in your mouth and go Louisville. If I had never heard Louisville pronounced, if like if I had 
seen it spelled before I heard it pronounced, I would probably argue Louisville because that's how it's fucking spelled. Or right. Louisville. Even that. But like Versailles. Like yeah, Versailles. Can Arkansas answer a couple questions? Leave that poor Indian girl I alone. Fully will not. <laughs> I fully will not. She has America, what is this? Why is this Why Kansas? is this this is Kansas? This is not our Kansas. Why? Why? America explain. That's my favorite. America explain. And I'm like, I want to, but I can't. <laughs> I don't even I don't even call that shit Arkansas, even though in Arkansas you have to. It's literally a law. But Okay. I'm gonna reel us back in. Okay, give me one second because this, it's, finish this game, it's game adjacent. I, I call it, it I call it alternate reality Kansas. It's AR Kansas. Jesus. Fine. Do you have a question? Did Drew even tell you to prepare a question? You heard me tell him to prepare a question. He did. I would say my question is what is your favorite game series, like from start to finish? Or if they're still going, it's that's fine. Oh, okay. Time to be predictable to our audience, and we're sorry. If you've listened to any of our previous episodes, I'm sorry about this rehash. Definitely sweep it in. As a franchise, sweep it in is. Swigadin is as close to a perfect game series as I've ever encountered from my perspective of what makes a series good. It's got phenomenal stories. It's got, they do good enough work on the character development that there's 108 characters and all of them feel interesting for the most part. There are a few very rare exceptions here and there. There's way Uh, more than 108. There's 108 per game. Yeah, there's 108 recruitable per game. You're looking at probably 250 characters overall through the game each game they're all fucking they're all engaging whether you love them or hate them the stories are immaculate swinging in two will be one of my favorite stories of all time until i die because that's the first time and i hadn't i probably hadn't been playing jrpg super long at that point but that was the first time that i can remember coming to a moment where i was like i beat the big bad guy the bad guy's done i've finished i've done thing now we're going to go to to the next spot and it's going to be credits and I have achieved the goal. And the game was like, fuck you, buddy. New bad guy time. And I was like, what do you mean? New bad guy. What? Fucking love Swigadin. Swigadin. Even the worst Swigadin game, in my opinion, is Swigadin 5. And I only say in my opinion because people will cry if I don't. And even Swigadin 5 is a fantastic game. I love that series through and through. I pray that in this age of reboots, it continues for us. But at least we're getting remasters to come out. Now, the obvious answer is gone. Swigadin and Final Fantasy. Mortal Kombat. That's one of the better series. That or Devil May Cry. I'm very indecisive. I apologize. He was like, my favorite one is four. Four of them. Yeah, my favorite one is Swigadin. But there's like three three contenders for right below that. Yeah. Mine is the Legend of Heroes games. That's all the Trails games and any of their predecessors from Dragon Slayer on, which is the first game in the series. They are perfect. They have, they all link together within their own microcosm, and there are events that even on the second, third, fifth playthrough you'll notice and see how they link together. Like, I'm on my second playthrough of Trails of Two Azure, and last night, Drew came down as I was realizing that instead of being both of them before the Trails of Cold Steel, the 
zero is before trails of cold steel and trails from azure starts before then does during one and after one is the timeline for it so that was also predictable answer yeah i knew it was going to be cold trails and the hero skies or whatever the title yeah, is. you know your friends so well that you already know what their answer is going to be for you yeah all right and your turn kyle can anybody guess mine? i'm just curious the elder scrolls series yep that's that's definitely one of them that's for sure yeah, that would probably be my guess as well better wow yeah i mean as far as like multiple game series i mean you, yeah you definitely got elder scrolls tomb raider all is out yeah, if there's ever a Tomb Raider, I'll always buy it. Let's see, Mass Effect would be another one. Because I, I I usually, like in Dead Space, those are my games. Like, if they could release a game that's literally just, you know, Mass Effect, Dead Space, or whatever, and all it is is just launches the game and shows you a picture, I'm probably going to spend $60 on I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about Dead Space 2 remake. Yeah. Dead Space 2 with the fucking baby and the washing machine. I, I'm just not prepared for photorealistic baby in the photorealistic washing machine right it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because that one took it to a whole nother level that the first one didn't get to you guys can fully hear two different emotions in descriptions of this game where <laughs> robin is like i really don't want to see a photorealistic baby in a photorealistic washing machine and then kyle immediately follows up with yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be intense he's real excited <laughs> About this photorealistic baby and this photorealistic Washington. To this day, Death Space Two, <laughs> the same scene. Like I know when when you when you first like get rescued or whatever, and you're walking, you have no weapons, and the 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 room is pitch black, and you walk by, and the TV turns on. I know it's coming religiously, and it gets me every time. I'm like, oh son of a. Mm-hmm. It just cracks me up. One is like, I don't want this to happen, and the other is, like, I can't wait for this to happen. Yeah. He's like, the baby bothers me. And the cow's like, fuck them kids. <laughs> oh, the, the baby especially bothers Andrew, which is weird because he hates them kids. That's fair. Yeah, but that like game. Children weird. being around is Andrew's nightmare. I do frequently need to apologize to him. As long as you let him know in advance, you don't really need to super apologize. Yeah, it's, it's wild, too, because like he hates kids and all the kids love him. Eddie's gay and all the women want to date him. Or at least fuck him. Yeah, what, yeah. he's living part of my dream life. <laughs> it's real like, frustrating. Fuck me, damn it's it. It's real frustrating. And he's like, oh, all of these women want to sleep with me. Gross. And I'm like, but! <laughs> okay. So Life's not fair, Kyle, kids. Kyle, are you accepted? Ex- accepted. Excited for the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom? Yes, very much so. I like that we're getting a new class and that it's kind of like more of a supportive class than, you know, just straight DPS like it has been. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Yeah, but the part that I'm looking forward to is we're seeing more of, I'm going to probably butcher the name, Harris Mora, the Daedric Prince that was in Dragonborn on Skyrim. He's one we don't know a lot about currently with the, even with the games that have been out now. So it's going to be interesting to see a little bit more of his story. He's my favorite in all of the fiction for the Elder Scrolls series at all. Hermaeus Mora is the shit. Just the Daedric Prince of Knowledge. I do love Hermes. Okay. Okay, Drew. Drew, okay. Okay, (laughs) That's fair. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Okay, Dan. All right, Dan. Dan, all right. All right, Dan. 
This is the part where I go on the 10-minute Captain Crunch rant. <laughs> oh, they've released a new Fruity Pebbles shape. They're I'm shaped sorry, like what? the King Vitamin cereal. Fruity Pebbles. Why do they need a new shape? They're all the same shape. Vaguely ovalish. Yeah, they released a whole new cereal that are called like Fruity Pebbles Crunch. And they're shaped like rings with spokes coming off of them. They like the King Vitamin. Down. Did you ever have King Vitamin? Either of you? No. no not that I can remember. Okay. King Vitamin was the government did, issued I, cereal for. If like, I did, I don't welfare. know by that name. Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. not. Yeah. This was the. You broke, broke? Here's some government cheese, government peanut butter, and King Vitamin. I was raised by a man that was born in 1927 and grew up conservative. There is no way he was going to let us be on welfare no matter what we needed. Holy free holy, it is doing a rain right now, my boys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can hear it outside. It is going hard. It's in coming the towards my house, so and my window, so if you want to open yours, you should be good. Oh, mine stays open. If my clothes get wet, my clothes get wet. It's too hot. Like, I I already have problems breathing in, like, normal temperatures. Like, 75, I struggle to breathe. That's why it's always 63 at our house. Oh, my God, it sounds it's like so heaven. Cold. I would be yeah, so In fact, happy. I'm in my office now, which has AC. It's 64 out here. It feels awesome, but I'm getting hot flashes because, you know, it's 9 o'clock at night and I'm due for my medicine. <laughs> I need to get medicine real quick. I need to get a window unit in here so that at least my room can be like survivable yeah i'm out here like be into fitness fitness foot long in your mouth hey or whatever hey somebody on facebook asked me what my fitness goals for the year were and i was legit like fitness cheeseburger in my mouth i'm like i'm i'm a dad you can't set me up with like entry level shit like that and expect me to not i do so many times and you just fail me well, often you have done that thing where you, right before that, have opened with a leading statement and not provided the context. So I'm specifically waiting for the follow-up. So if, if I fail to engage, it's largely what it is. But Kyle, I did learn something interesting the other day. Do you know why Norway puts barcodes on the sides of their ships? No, I, do not. I didn't even know they did that. But Yeah, that way they can Scandinavian. <laughs> I love that you were for Kyle because you knew that was in my head. You're like, oh no, Robin's got this one. I gave you that one like three months ago. I love that joke. It's my favorite. Pure joy. Me and my wife have been watching, rewatching River Monsters. Mm-hmm. And like binging new shows. And some of the stuff you you like hear people say or, to, or the way they pronounce like monsters, like the way they call their fish and stuff. We've been driving our fur babies crazy because we've been making mom and dad jokes off of them. And every time they look at us with that face, like, really? Come on, can't we just watch this show in peace? It's my kids, man. As soon as I drop one, they'll just be like, oh, and just leave the room. Which I love because they stay and laugh at mine. And I'm like, mine are objectively worse. What are you doing? Yeah, like, it's not even like a debate. <laughs> it cracks me up. I'm joking. Mine are way better, but I wanted to feed us. Yeah, whatever whatever makes you feel good at the end of this conversation is fine with you. Oh, nothing makes me feel good. Not even our friendship? That's fucked up, man. Me and Kyle put in a lot of work. Yeah, I know. It's a hell of a lot of work being my friend. Okay, sure. Hey, you're the one that said it. I just agreed. Why are you... 
because you know what oh. I was you know what I was going for. You decided to fucking go a different direction with it, and that's fucked up. Kyle. Yeah. I'm trying to convince Andrew to watch Winona Earp. Oh, he definitely should. I know. You're the one that told me we should watch it. It's just, I need to find out from him if he's going to watch it, because I don't want to watch it without him if he wants to watch it. Yeah, it's one of those shows, like, if you ever watched, like, the like the commercial for it or whatever, you'd be like, I don't know, it looks interesting, but I'm unsure. And then you just watch that one episode. Honestly, it doesn't matter which episode you watch, but you'll be watching it and be like, okay. I'm interested. Now, I got to at least watch one more, see what's going on, and then at that point, you're already hooked. It's too late. Like, even Taylor was watching it. Like, I would watch it before I went to sleep. I rewatched it. Even she was like, so what happened to the one girl? I'm like, that was like three weeks ago. You were actually watching that? She's like, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'll have to check that out, because it gives me, that conversation gives me Enola Holmes vibes, and I fucking love that movie. There's a second Enola Holmes on Netflix as well. Is there? That's yeah. the one with Eleven, right? Shit. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, so new yeah, trailer Henry Cavill, for Henry Sherlock Holmes every day of the yeah. week. Yes, please. New trailer for Once and Always dropped. Yeah, I love that. In everybody... this trailer, they kill Trini. Oh fuck! Yeah, I was not prepared. I wa- I watched it while I was waiting on you to come upstairs, and I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna go back to bed. I, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Oh. Elaborate for Kyle what Once and Always is. Because we've always uh, just referred to once and always. And so never... here's here's my my thing, right? That that makes me laugh about. It. I've everybody is coming to me, and even like Elijah, me and Elijah have talked about once and always. You've been in the conversations, yeah. And like the other day, it was like, oh, it's coming out April nineteenth. Like I've known this for five months. There's no way, maybe not five months. That's that's a bit of a stretch, but like way longer than the last couple weeks. And there's no way it hasn't come up. Well, why is everybody acting surprised about the, the fucking release date? We knew it was April 19th. So once it always... somehow had future knowledge then, because they released the date two weeks ago. It was... I can... Let, let me go back here real fast. I'm going to check one thing while I'm explaining this. So once it always is the Power Rangers 30th reunion episode. It's a Netflix exclusive, and it reunites most of the old team. So we're talking like original team? Yeah, so yeah. Billy's back. Zach is back. Everyone but Kimberly's back. Uh, yeah, everyone. No, uh, not Jason. So it's. Are you sure? I thought Austin yeah, St. John yeah, was. No, Austin St. John's got legal commitments. He cannot. Couldn't make it. Legal commitments to stay away from Amy Johnson. No, I'm just kidding. That is nothing <laughs> true there. But yeah, so it's Billy, Adam, Aisha, unfortunately, but I'll take it. Rocky, Trini's daughter. Adam, you said, said Adam. Adam, and Zach. I'm like, Adam, you said Adam. I meant Zach, and that's why after I said Adam, like, you said Adam. But yeah, that's so it's that team, and they're reuniting to take down Robo Rita is the villain. In the comics right now, they gave Zed a morpher, and two issues ago, Rita ripped off Zed's face. Okay. Well, I guess that's one way to get a divorce. Zed oh, didn't have a face then. in the first fucking place. He had a face. No, he didn't. It wasn't made of skin, but he had a face. He had a face like Lady McQueen has a grill. It's made of metal and stuck on the front. He didn't have a face. He had he had metal a metal plate over where his face was supposed to be. But yeah, so they uh, he had like muscle underneath, and she ripped that out. Yeah, they've dropped a couple trailers now. The big thing, right, is that the the Green Mighty Morphin Ranger is in it. He's in all the all the trailers, and Jason David Frank passed. In November, 
and he was famously not in it. So there's like a lot of speculation over who Mighty Morphin Green is going to be. Robin's the only person I know who very sincerely believes that Adam Park is picking up Jason David Frank's Morpher. I don't know if he's doing that to fuck with me <laughs> or if he legitimately thinks that. That's either way at this point. I don't know what you mean. Of course I'm you're serious. A, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. I am not a liar. I am a, just a little boy full of mischief. And lies. <laughs> yeah, but the lies are good sometimes, so it works. Well, they're humorous. I'll give them that. Yeah. But yeah, it's so it's coming out April 19th, and I'm real fucking stoked about it. That's going to be one of those, like, watching at midnight situations for me, whether my body can handle that or not. So here's hoping I don't close that night or open that morning. But yeah, I've been waiting fucking 30 years for this shit. And they brought back, they got the old, the old suits. Everything's back. What they did fix Zach's finger for his suit, so nobody's gonna be confused anymore, or they're gonna be I think fucking just confused. Thirty times confused. So Walter Jones is missing the middle finger on his left hand. This guy who plays Zach, and has been missing it since he was like six. Like just the oh, actually the finger missing. Okay. Yeah, like the whole finger. The actor. Um, yeah. So if you watch scenes with Zach in Mighty Morphin, they try to stay away from his left hand, but there's a couple times where he like is pretending to be scared or something where his hand is on screen and you can see that he's just missing the finger. And the thumbnail Netflix has chosen for their trailer is Billy and Zach with their hands clasped in that, that one meme with like the black guy and the white guy that are all like muscle built. It's like that. And then Zach's got his hand on Billy's arm but he's just missing a finger. And everybody is like, what's that fucking about? Oh, because in all the other morph sequences, they didn't have that because his stunt double had all of his fingers. You know, most people do. Okay. One of those so, things you, you never picked up when you were yeah, a kid. You never that. notice it. It's just real obvious here because in the picture, he's got his arm on his, his bicep like that and it's fucking a white glove on blue and it's just a gap where there should be a finger and everyone's freaking the fuck out about it. But if you go back into the show, you can find clips of, you know, Walter's hand just out fingerless. So that was kind of a, a cool extra little shot of the detail. I don't know if they're going to like touch on that in the show and be like, Oh, Zach lost his finger X, Y, Z way. That'd be kind of cool. But like a, an unnecessary extra nod. I'm just hoping they don't even, like, it's just there. It's always been like, like this. What do you mean? It, it literally has always been like this. It has. It's fair. All the, all the dumb fans are like, we, we're going to talk about this. No, we're not. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird for me that they chose to call it once and always instead of once and forever because that's how they always do it in the, in the show whenever Rangers come back. No, once a Ranger, always a Ranger. I'm a Ranger once and forever. Once a ranger, always a ranger. So once it yeah, always once makes sense, but it's different than the way they word it. I think it's because the because of the once a ranger, always a ranger. Yeah, I would have just called it once a ranger, personally. There's an episode named that. Probably. How many episodes of Power Rangers there are? Over so, 30 years? Not counting like the little mini movies or anything like that, so. Yeah, it was well, there's only two of those. <laughs> well, three now. There's three it now. was from your favorite season. Operation Overdrive. I fucking hate. God damn, I hate that show. 
That's my favorite episode of that show, though. It's it the one where it's the one it's the one where Adam comes back and brings back yep. like a ranger from each team. Yep. I think that's the Which most palatable. What I thought they were doing until we saw until we got any information when I saw it was called Once and Always. I'm like, oh, is Adam making a new team of all the teams? And I've I'm heard like, of that. Episode. I don't think I've ever seen it though. It's real good. It's a two episode. It's it's like the longest crossover. It's a two episode. Because uh, I want to say the furthest into the series I ever got was the last one with Tommy Dino Thunder or oh, oh yeah Dino Thunder. Yeah. yeah, that's much further than these. No, Operation Overdrive is after Dino Thunder. Is it? Oh, Dino yeah. Thunder is fairly early. Yeah, it's like in the, the Power Rangers timeline. It's pretty early. Well, let me pull my thing up here because I have a list. Because I'm watching them all recording. What? You want me to not talk about a thing that some of our... You you said, let me pull my thing up. (laughs) I was like, please don't. (laughs) Hey, it's not not a video show. It's fine. I'm not going to get canceled yet. They got to see it first. I like the bat penis. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Bat dick was my favorite thing. So, Dino Thunder is series 10. And Operation Overdrive is 13. Yeah, I was thinking Super Ninja Steel. Oh, Super Ninja Steel was Jason David Frank's last appearance. Yeah, he said the last one with Tommy. That, oh. So, Dino Thunder's last season with Tommy, where Tommy's like uh, a recurring character. Okay, I was like, no, I, I know that it was like fairly recent. No, I think Beast Morphers was Tommy. Super Ninja Steel was when Austin St. John brought the team back to fight. I'm looking fire. at the list right now. He did right. a movie? Like, after that, it has it in chronological order, and it says movie, let's see, movie, movie, web series, specials, short film, stage show, and then graphic novel. Well, wasn't there supposed to be a movie where he played, like, the head, like, Power Ranger, like, from the main planet or whatever? You are thinking of the episode Forever Red from Wild Force. Who is? Kyle. Oh, I thought he might have been thinking of due to what it is, but it not actually being a Power Ranger because legal things. Legend of the White Dragon? Yeah. Which is going to be in theaters. I'm so excited that it's going to be in theaters. Yeah, I don't remember what the name was. I just remember that it was saying he was coming back and he was playing like some, not himself, but another person in the universe, but they looked like they were on a Power Ranger planet. Hang on. Was it Lord Dracon? Yeah. Oh, that's like because I showed you that back when we worked at Spectrum. That's what I was like, yeah, is this uh, me? That was never in the show. That was the comics angle, and then what they did with the game was Lord Dracon is evil Tommy, and it's fucking fantastic. So well done. I'm gonna have to watch this just because he's in it. What he is in a movie? Yeah, that's that's the one I was talking about when I said there's a movie. Omniboat. Yeah, Omniboat, a fast boat Fantasia. <laughs> Chronicling the life of Layin Pipe, a 47 foot Top Gun cigarette speedboat, from its conception through the end of human civilization. It's not just a speedboat ride, it's a Miami adventure. Huh. Layin Pipe. Layin Pipe. That's it's, fantastic. Uh, it was edited by Matthew C. Levy. Yeah, JDF's in it, so I'll watch it. But that's. <laughs> what are you doing, Adam, bro? Adam Devine's in it as well. And the comedian Uncle Luke, I don't know if you're familiar with him. I am not. Finn Wolfhard's in it, too. I was trying not to say that, but I've said it now. Why were you trying not to say it? Because you 
make a disappointed noise every time I reference one of the Stranger Things kids. Oh, Finn Wolfhard? Last night when I was excited because... That was the Noah guy. I don't know him. <laughs> That's Will. I know Finn Wolfhard. He's Danny. What? He's Danny in, Dan- in the Danny Don't You Know video. Oh. He plays young Danny. I know him, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, Kyle. My man's, uh, name is, my man's name is Finn Wolfhard. There's not a universe where I wasn't mildly interested in anything he had to say. Kyle, Noah Schnapp, Noah Schnapp has opened a series of chicken restaurants. Okay. They're ghost kitchens right now. I The name was like Tinder Bar or oh, something. I didn't know Tinder. that or I would have played that fucking game. What? JDF was in Smite. It's. I think you could still play it. Maybe. I'll have to look. He played Vaporwave Poseidon. Tinderfix is the name of it, Kyle. You okay. can find it on DoorDash as Tinderfix by Noah Schnapp. Okay, and I'll check it out. Whoever does the ghost kitchen for it is closed. I was just trying to look up the name. It just popped up like, this store is currently closed. And I'm like, hide. Don't need to yell at me about it. I love going exactly. through JDF's IMDB and just finding instances where he's playing somebody named Tommy, but not Tommy. Like in I was just saying, the Junior Defenders, Tommy Keen. I need to check if the Power Rangers web series has a new episode yet. And then, of course, his first acting credit ever somehow. VR Troopers, Adam Steele. Three virtual reality troopers. We, we are. We are. That and Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad were my favorite shit. Big Bad Beetleborgs, baby. I don't know why, but I love that fucking show. I love the theme song when they went metallics because you had the three typical average kids love to read their comic books. Just by chance, met a ghost who made them Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. Then new villains came along who took away their powers. Beetleborgs were in a fix, but now they've gone metallics. (laughs) And then they had the same chorus, but at the end of every Beetleborgs, metallics. I just envisioned a guy like behind the microphone trying to remind them gently, like, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Metallics. I mean, not no. <laughs> like, I just think of the Metallics. It's the new season. What's up, Kyle? I said, I just think of the, the Transformers when you did the theme song. Like, I'm just picturing a Transformers show. You know, now with the new power, or you know, now they're animals. Now they do this they're- special. There is a Transformers manga and toy line called Transformers Kiss. I I promise you, Kyle, there are are very close to zero situations where I can, like, talk about a TV show and not immediately get the theme song sung at me. Yeah, well, that's one of the things Robin's good with, is he remembers all the theme songs. It's It's so close. My mom had me tested for autism as a child. Because I'm socially awkward, but I'll break into song all the time. Yeah, him and Taylor could be put in a room and they could sing theme songs from the 90s together. Oh, I can do from 1961 to now. Like the other day she was humming something. I'm like, what are you humming? Oh, she's like, oh, it was the theme song to this show. Like, I have no clue. Like sometimes, sometimes if we're in the middle of an argument and I'm getting frustrated and I just need to derail it, I'll just say the first couple lines that I know are in a rap song and then I'll let his brain take over and we both get to decompress for a minute. So I was wrong. It's not called Transformers Kiss. It's called Transformers Kiss Players. Oh, okay. 
It was a Transformers franchise that ran from 2006 to 2007. And it was the only Transformers toy line and fiction released in Japan by Takara after the conclusion of Cybertron and the live action movie. It was that made it the main Transformers line there. And it was a generous description of it is magical girl fetish slash horror. Okay. Transformers get power ups when they're kissed by human girls, the kiss players from the title. Who fuse with the robots and share their adventures. The plot line may seem like a shift in demographics to young girls, but they, the line was said to be aimed at a much older adult audience, even the toys bearing ages 15 and up warning, which is Japan's version of like an R rating, which made people really, really worried why these tiny girl-looking things were getting an R rating, but it was just the fusing into the robots was seen as hella creepy. I'm assuming that never really made it in the U.S. It never got released in the U.S. at all. The toy yeah. line, the toy line, like Takara doesn't like to send stuff over here. That's why Hasbro did the Transformers over here. Well, that's like and, what Drew was t- talking about when we were talking about Dragon Ball Z earlier, about how the Kai was technically the American change of it because they took a lot away a lot of the stuff they got away I mean, with. yeah kai just pulled out all the filler they were yeah. like well this freeze and a fight is gonna be five minutes get it together. we gotta put some respect on it kai also showed blood it yeah. did show blood yeah. yeah they weren't like i sure love these jelly <laughs> yeah it showed blood and beer and i was proud of it for that and it was also released in japan it was just that people Basically, the studio was like, oh, here's a way we can make more money. Studio yeah. Piero is very good at finding ways to make money. Oh, yeah, they probably can keep... Re- There's certain things they could just re-release and change one little thing, and people would spend millions of dollars. They're like, that. oh, the people don't like all our filler episodes? What if we just did it again, but without that? Yeah, That'd be dope. Which is untrue. One of my very favorite Dragon Ball Z episodes is 100% filler. No, that's in the manga if you're talking about the driver's license episode. It's still filler. It's still there to just fill time to get to the next thing. It's not important to the plot ever. Usually when talking about anime, when they say filler, they mean this didn't appear in the manga. Or you made this one panel in the manga, five episodes. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you got to make at least 12 episodes. You know, make your five minutes. (laughs) <laughs> the biggest lie ever told by a villain in Dragon Ball. This planet will explode in five minutes. Right? My, the Two ocean years dub, later. The ocean dub of Dragon Ball Z is some of my favorite shit that's ever happened. Yeah, that's where everyone's favorite Dragon Ball meme comes from. The over 9,000. Oh, 9, I'm not thinking over 9,000. My fear of Dragon Ball meme is these balls give me something akin to joy, I think. Yeah, that's also Ocean Dub. It's an Ocean Dub, and it's fucking amazing. That whole shit, I'm like, are they doing this on purpose? Yes, fully. Thousand percent on purpose. People riding are just silly. Uh, It's just so funny. (laughs) When I touch them, what they fill me with. Like, Frieza! Please tell me about you touching your balls. Stop it! Stop it! Immediately! Frieza, stop! Oh, that shit fucking murders me every time. Every time that video pops back up, I just crack up again. I need you to sit with me at some point and watch the original English dub for Ghost Stories. Oh, I think we did that, though. What? 
that the ghost stories. Huh? I'm pretty sure we watched that already. No. Yeah, yes, we did. The absolutely batshit insane where they were just making it up halfway through. Yeah, we didn't watch that together. Maybe you and Adrian, he also likes wild anime shit. Adrian doesn't have joy in his heart, so I doubt that intensely. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't watched Ghost Story since the dub first came out. But it was that just... Or, that or you told me to watch it, and I watched it. Oh, yeah. I did tell you to watch it. Yeah, that shit? Like, at a certain point, they just are talking based on what is happening in the animation with, a, with no context, which is wild. Not to plug pornography on our channel or anything, but I'll if you want to hear me are. voice acting at the age of 17, check out Romances in the Flash of the Sword 2, where I play the, where I pay, play the legendary bandit, Keith Ryan. Bandit Keith. No, not Bandit Keith, but yes, Bandit. But fucking... It's it is a hentai put onto a decent like D and D type adventure story, and it's so funny because the sex scenes, the guy who voices Keith Ryan for that is his voice is like this, so he goes from like this to like this. As soon as they get in the bedroom, oh. I just picture like he's trying for bedroom voice, but he sounds like Chris Nolan's Batman. <laughs> Look, being sultry is real life. You gotta do that shit sometimes. Like the... I can't remember the name of the MacGuffin for it, but the art for it was... It looked like just a cracked, like, one-third of a CD. It was called, like, the Rainbow something or other. And I'm like, did... Am I just looking for a broken CD? But yeah. one of... One of my friend Alex's favorite fucking scenes in it is where a sea monster grabs onto my fishing line when I'm fishing for food and starts pulling the ship. And then I finally throw away the fishing rod and we're still on a collision course with the fucking mountainside of this island. And my line is, oh no, the law of inertia. That's, that's some one piece energy right there. <laughs> Everything about that sentence could happen on one piece and I would fully buy it. Yeah. Is it is it One Piece like the longest running anime still existing? No, it, it got beat out finally. Oh no, it's been beat. Oh, okay. Detective Conan, also known as Case Closed, over here. They only did like two seasons of it over here, but Detective Conan has been running since the eighties and is still running. And Lupin the Third has been running since nineteen seventy one. There we go. It's just it's the longest running shonen. There you go. It might be yeah. it's it's probably the longest running anime in the West. Yeah. Well so that's usually how my news comes in is the American stuff and then I see the Japanese stuff later when I'm scrolling through YouTube. And I'm like, I don't remember this episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Y'all know he die. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I mean, like I'm scrolling and it's like, oh, this episode of what was the one? Five Ds, right? And I'm like, I don't remember this. I clearly remember rewatching it at an ending here, but apparently there was like 12 other episodes somewhere lost. Was that you or Dante, Drew, that I had to just explain Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's existence to the other day? Is this the, if it's the other day, it was definitely Dante. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, we were downstairs looking at Tubi because he wanted to watch anime, and then he wound up more wanting to discuss the names of anime than to watch any of them. I'm shocked, truly. But I did get him to watch at least the first 20 minutes of the Guyver movie. Well, that's something. He fell asleep because it was 3.30 in the morning. 
Well, he was supposed to fall asleep. That works then. Yeah, I was like, good, he's asleep. And then I went to bed. That is how it works. This has been the most fucking nerd culture heavy, but not video game heavy episode we've done. Hey, it's fine. Like the whole, the for me, the whole point of a podcast is to just have a conversation and see where it goes. I'm I'm not real hard nosed on staying fully on topic because we always bring it back to video games before everything is all said and done. Just I try to keep it nerd culture related. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm I, a realist back in from geography. <laughs> I gotta do something to get me through fucking worlds beyond number, man. There's there's I hate the off weeks. Off weeks hurt so bad. You could do salt and serpent. I don't know what that is. It's a new tabletop podcast coming out that has a Bria in it as one of the main characters. Maybe. My problem, right, is like, if Brennan's in a thing, I know that he can carry a bad cast for me because that's how much I enjoy him. And right. I enjoy a, I enjoy a Bria, but I don't know as like, if she can carry me through a whole bad cast. And I'm not saying they are bad, but in the event that I find them to be, I don't know if she'll be enough to carry me through it. That's fair. I don't know that you've encountered a bad cast with Brennan, though. I haven't, but there's like, well, that's not necessarily true. Not a bad cast, but he did a he did a one-off with B. Dave Walters for like a charity stream where the only two that I knew were him and B. Dave Walters, and I didn't click with anyone else. But he played a level 20 Harangon, so I got to see Brennan... Brennan on steroids go ham shit bananas inside of a fucking Was that the like 350 damage in one turn guy? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was bananas. And I, when they started Roll20, Abrio's the Iyengar for all their Roll20 campaigns. Abrio's the Iyengar. I promise, Abrio, if you ever hear this, you are a hero of mine. I swear to God. (laughs) You Uh, are the Iyengar. The the Iyengar of my eye. (laughs) The apple of my Iyengar. But uh, the Iyengar, my apple. Sure, that one as well. Yeah. But like when I saw that table, I didn't, I didn't know Mika Burton yet. I, I had a crush on Becca Scott because Becca Scott, but I hadn't seen her play tabletop, and I knew Justin Wong, but I didn't know that he could play. It was like he was into playing D anD D, so I, I expected, you know, Bria as a DM and Brendan as a player to carry me through a bad cast, and they turned out to be great. I always recommend those. To anyone who has never seen Citizen Doctor Abraham Mahernbler, go check that shit out. Because, man, that man's a fucking inspiration. My favorite line of all of that shit is in the third one, though. Where they're like, what does Abraham look like? And he describes himself as disgustingly as possible. And he looks at the camera and he goes, if you want to fuck this guy, you should apologize. And then Becca Scott just goes, like, oh, I'm sorry. That was after we established that her centaur had two vaginas, and in her world, all centaurs have two vaginas. So, God, the Megazord, for once and always, looks like hot garbage. By which, I mean, by which I mean, we've had the opportunity to upgrade technology magnificently, and it still literally looks like it's made of plastic. I Is it the same one from before? It looks like the same one from before. I need explanations, Power Rangers. Yeah, um, it's in the in our group chat. I got they got destroyed and turned into the Thunderzords. So I'm yep. gonna need without, especially without the. I know what they'll do. Same way they. Use the fact that. that the morphing grid is throughout time. 
No, the fucking dude in the Operation Overdrive episode. No, there's a there's like a a being of the morphing grid that comes up in the Operation Overdrive episode. Once a ranger, that when he restores Adam's powers, he basically restored all of everything previous to Operation Overdrive that had been depowered. He restored it all to power. Oh wow! So that'll be what it is. It's it's basically like the Avatar of the morphing grid, like the morphing grid given sentience. Ah. Dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because before Operation Overdrive, except maybe SPD and Lightspeed Rescue, all of the other seasons ended with their team being depowered, and that was their excuse to have to go to another team to like move the perspective to a new team because that team didn't have powers anymore, even though they fucking pull crossovers typically once per season. I don't know. Lost, lost, lost galaxy. They didn't lose their powers. That was the one where they had the, the power swords, right? <laughs> power Rangers, lost, lost, lost galaxy. <laughs> I love that you got that. You're just like, goddamn it! Power away, out of space. Power Rangers theme songs are my weakness for sure. They go hard, almost all of them. Uh, Jungle Fury, Jungle all. Fury is fucking wildly good. It's like the best. I love it, but the one that doesn't go hard is Mystic Force. Yeah, Mystic Force is weird. It takes a while for it to grow on you. It does eventually grow on you. Um, oh, I love it. It just doesn't go hard. Like it's it's calm. It starts melodic for sure. Whereas the rest of them are all fucking very colorable by a metal band. There's probably a dude out there doing that right now. A hundred percent sure that when they did the uh, Power Rangers movie that should have succeeded but didn't because everybody was butthurt, they made Billy Black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They made, made Billy Black and Autistic and the world went crazy. Yeah, they did a, there's a heavy metal cover of the original theme song on that soundtrack. And on the soundtrack for the, the first Mighty Morphin movie. I remember the first one. What was the second one? Turbo. Or just Turbo. Like, just yeah, turbo. That's right. Billy was one of the only ones that transferred over to that one, wasn't he? Billy did not transfer over to that one. Billy. Child. Yeah. Billy gave was... up. Billy gave up his powers at the beginning of the season, and Rocky became to go fuck aliens, my boy. Not even not till the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, so he went. And he gave up his powers during Zia. He well, he gave up. He was supposed to, because I just rewatched the first like five seasons. I'm in space right now. The transition from Mighty Morphin to Zio, Billy was supposed to be the Yellow Ranger, and gave up his powers to Tanya. Gave up his crystal for Tanya so that she could be on the team. So Rocky took over as a Blue Ranger, and Billy was like their mini Zordon. He's like their third level mentor for that season. And then in the Turbo movie, Rocky broke his back and slipped up and let Justin know that he was a Power Ranger. So Justin took his place as the Blue Ranger on the Turbo team with fully zero explanation as to why they, anybody allowed that to happen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the, the, the Turbo movie. I, re- yeah. I think I remember it. Like, I don't think I've ever saw that. Yeah, it's fully, like, how Rocky breaks his back is the wildest shit. He gets jump kicked in the middle of a wrestling ring, goes over the top rope, and lands flat on the fucking floor outside, and that breaks his back. Which would injure his ribs and not actually break his back. Yeah, it wouldn't break his back. He would. It would knock the wind out of him. He may bruise a rib, but he would be fine. But instead, he just disappeared for... <laughs> The remainder of Turbo. Oh, here's a Power Rangers conspiracy theory I'm going to have to read later. What's that? Weeks ago, Power Rangers, everything is a lie. 
Everything is a lie. We still have hope to see Kimberly, Tommy, and Jason in the 30th anniversary episode. All right, bro. Did you right. rank oh, this? I didn't. I wish I did. <laughs> I'm just like, he was mentioning early, earlier Tommy being like the leader of the Power Rangers. That's that they build that up in Forever Red. So like there's like when the call gets made, it's like Tommy at like a resort being hand served, like hand delivered a landline phone by bulk on a silver platter. They need it's... to leave the Purple Ranger alone. Oh, he is the Purple Ranger now. Yeah. No, not now. It was just it was a one off comedy type thing. Well, it was, but then in so the comics have all done forever of each color episodes, and in forever purple they brought him back so he's been canonized as a purple ranger in the comics and they brought skull back in forever gold because they brought back gold and orange rangers for that they were like so, hey, we don't have enough gold <laughs> comic book in comic book canon bulk and skull are in fact power rangers yeah when you say that i think of fucking aj from jungle fury i'm like why he was a beast <laughs> he was like yamsha but without getting fucking bodied got a wolf fang fist and everything Oh, oh man yeah this one is definitely going to be one of our longer episodes so what we'll go ahead and do is we'll go ahead and wrap up here if you guys you know, have anything that you want us to cover again any questions comments concerns definitely get with us we are desperate desperate for interaction with anybody who listens to the show we are desperate uh, for your approval Please love me. If you don't, be funny about it at least. If you have questions for Kyle from like a game developer standpoint, anything that you you wanted to know that we didn't cover, let us know. We'll be happy to bring him back and hit him with some more questions that he's not prepared for. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. It was always a pleasure to to have another conversation with you. It was great to have you on the show. I'm super happy you got to be our first guest. Oh, I, I'm happy that I'm your first guest. Right. So real quick question, right? So I think we've all... While we got it on here, what is the name of the studio? Pronounce it for me. Grim. So it's spelled G R E M M. M M. All right. I, I couldn't remember if it was M M or E E M. Yeah, I have to think it through my head sometimes too to get used to. So does that mean if we work there, are we gremlins? Yeah. Yeah. We can go with that. Yeah. All righty. So if you have any questions, definitely hit us up. Let us know. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a poll on the bottom. I'll find some dope question to plug in there. If not, definitely check us out wherever you can. We're on YouTube. Anybody going to our YouTube channel is going to be very much appreciated. It's kind of where we're trying to get more traction, more attention to our YouTube channel. So if we can, if we can get the same kind of love and attention that we're getting on our podcast, channels onto our youtube that's going to be fantastic we absolutely appreciate anyone no matter how you listen if you do want to help us out we're available on patreon you can check us out our we have a link in the description wherever you're listening to this that is going to have all of our links it's going to have our facebook our twitter our you know the link to our patreon anything and everything you would need to be able to find and get a hold we absolutely love each and every one of you but remember the most important thing that you can do for us is to stock up on your potions Update your equipment and remember, keep on grinding.